Shalom. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean Mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 123 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this, all of those. Through this program, we're excited to introduce you to people connected to and relating to stories here in Israel that you probably won't hear anywhere else to give you a window to look through and experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com or reach out to at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end of the program where we're going to share an exciting opportunity, and please feel free to share this with others who you will know will find it of interest. I met Meta Johnson at the Christian Media Summit here in Jerusalem late last year. Yes, and I know you're thinking, Jonathan, you're not a Christian, so what's a nice Orthodox Jewish man like you doing in a place like that? Right. But I get invited to important gatherings like the Christian Media Summit and others all around the world because I am Jewish and because I'm actively engaged in building bridges with Christians. And it's an honor and a blessing. And I get to meet with many, many wonderful people and develop great friendships. And I particularly enjoyed getting to know Meta. And and then we I'll, I'll share in a moment, we reconnected after the uh, Christian Media Summit, discovering we were both going to be in Orlando this past May at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and we arranged to meet. But actually, what was so nice is it wasn't just a formal meeting that we squeezed in in between other meetings at this massive convention with thousands of people. We got to have some time outside the formal conference setting, and I'm gonna we're we're gonna talk about that today. Meta was born and raised in Norway, and for almost half of her life, she has been having tremendous experience in graphic design, visual design, illustration, and art uh, art direction. She's creative, of course, but you can't see that in the podcast, but you will hear how interesting and intelligent she is, and she's also talented and lots of fun. Meta and I particularly connected through an amazing project that she's spearheading, creating positive, meaningful Christian gaming content for children through Gate Zero. And I'll let her share her story as to how she got involved with that and what she's doing now and more about the details and what's coming and what's coming even further down the road. She's part of an incredible team that's got one of the most interactive gaming experiences for Christian children with the concept of which I love. And I've seen a demonstration, but I even love more that it's coming from a perspective of bringing content that's historically and culturally accurate as a depiction of first century Israel and Judaism. And to give that to children as an essential understanding that as much as Jesus is in the center of their faith, we have to remember that Jesus was a first century Jew. So using her own words, which I found somewhere, it will give the next generation insight into what Jerusalem and Israel means for Christians, the significance of the temple, the temple service, the symbolism, and God's chosen people. Now, Meta will expand upon it, but this program allows children to go beyond simply reading the Bible, but actually interacting with it. Meta, it was so fun to connect with with you in Orlando, and I'm really glad we're reconnecting here, and I'm privileged to host you 
an inspiration from Zion. Welcome. Thank you so much. Well, what, what a great uh, introduction. <laughs> it's, uh, I try to bring, I, I try to bring out at the beginning the important things that I think that people will take away from the, from the conversation by the end of the conversation, but to, yeah. to give it a warm up. Now, before we go into what you're doing, and I want to get there, I want to, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. We had an amazing dinner together. Um, you were one of several guests that I hosted, uh, in Orlando at that, at the conclusion of the NRB convention. Um, we, I didn't even, think about it until about 15 minutes ago to ask you what you thought about it because everyone was leaving at the same time and we just basically said goodbye but didn't really chat since then what will you tell people what what that was like and and what it meant for you yeah i do i have i've told several of my friends and family and people i meet that it was uh one of the most special uh happenings that i experienced during the orlando stay it was a um as soon as you asked, I just knew that I, I wanted to be there. Um, and uh, to be in that setting and celebrating something special, it was very unique to me. And I, I really appreciated uh, you putting that together so that I can experience it. And also the people that you put us together with. Like we met a group of people or I met a group of people that I didn't know before. Right. And the stories that like people's stories, that's what bring us together. Uh, and that's what makes it so interesting to to share time like that because you, you get to know people on a different level. I don't know. You, cre- you created a really good environment. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And so what people don't know who are listening is we were together the week of Shavuot, which is one of the three biblical pilgrimage festivals. Um, Christians in English know it as Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And it was the holiday. And because I was because I'm an Orthodox Jew and was sort of stuck in Orlando, I, I borrowed a house and cooked a lot and prepared traditional holiday meals. And each of the meals had different guests and friends like you. And it was so fun. I don't remember if it was when you were there or maybe it was all of the meals, but I kind of real, I realized and I kind of joked that it's probably the first time in something like 2000 years that, that there was so much conversation in the celebration of Shavuot. That incorporated Jesus's name. That is really great. <laughs> right? <laughs> Probably has not happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was lovely and it was great. And also just, uh, and, and we didn't, I don't think I did a podcast on it this year, but Shavuot, we, we read and, uh, and celebrate also the, the, the story of the book of Ruth. And that's such a penultimate. We discussed that a little bit, such a penultimate text that both we as Jews and Christians can relate to. And especially the, when she says, I, where you go, I will go. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. Um, all of these things are so relevant to us. Now, Ruth wasn't a Christian. She was just sort of a generic Gentile, but she affirms so much. And actually, that's actually a, a, a great indirect way of jumping into um, in, into some of the content. Before we talk about uh, bef- what you're doing professionally, let mm-hmm. me ask you to speak personally. You, you, We met, and I don't recall if it was your first time in Israel when we met uh back in in 22 you want to remind me yeah uh that was actually my fourth time in jerusalem i went to to israel in 2010 15 and 17 with a group of people and also went on the tours and did all the uh, experiencing all the the places and the culture and uh, israel to me when i went there in 2010 it was very special experience for me it was actually 
almost life-changing for me because it made me connect to Jesus and the Bible in a, a very different way and also to the Jewish people um, and to just like this, this bigger picture that you're a part of in a sense which was uh, it was really special for me to experience that. I was actually asking my my grandmother, she was very old at the time and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go you know there was a lot of like media stuff and things happening in, in 2010 and and I asked her she went to Israel once uh in her late 60s or something and uh and I asked her do you think I should go and she's like you have to go wow like you you should like once and if not now then when like just do it and uh I'm so glad I listened to her I went that's so amazing we had a podcast in June with a with a woman from South Africa major daughter talking about the trip that she was leading here then <laughs> And she says that Israel is the country that everyone has to visit at least once. Yeah. Uh, was there was there any one particular thing? I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was going to ask you specifically about the Christian Media Summit, but you've been here now four times. What's yeah. the one thing? Like if you if you were designing the itinerary for a busload of Christians to come and visit from Norway or anywhere else in the world, what do they need to see? What do they need to do? Um, I actually really enjoyed going. I went all like from the Golan Heights in the in the north, and then down to the to the um, uh, what's an English name for it, the Dead Sea, yeah. uh, and to the. I actually went into the David's uh, uh, what's it called, the ravines by uh, Angedi. Ah, uh, sure. Walk, yeah, yeah, walk in the mountains, and you reach David's um, spring or the, yeah. the David's. Yeah, like those experiences that's like kind of off the beaten path or. Probably it's a beaten path, but it's, it wasn't a lot of tourists and a lot, a lot of shops and stuff. It was just like in nature, correct? In like raw experience with nature and history, which was it, very special, right? And it's the same rocks and the same water and the same. Yes, it's not the same trees from two thousand yeah. years ago, but you get the idea. I I, yeah. I always find I'm glad you said that. I always find that that's where you can really connect with. It's amazing to be in Israel as a city of uh, excuse me of Jerusalem as a city of a million people, but 2000 years ago, people were not dealing with traffic. People were right. not dealing with, with uh, the, the, the garbage collection and, and uh, other issues of a modern city. Although 2000 years ago, it, it, there were its own issues. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're, we're inviting everyone to come, come visit and see uh, both at Meta's suggestion and of her grandmother. Very yeah. <laughs> I um, highly recommend. I think everyone should go. Is uh, leading leading into you're 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 working on something that's very significant for youth. Yes. But my question is before we go there, now that you're doing this and you're so entrenched, what's the one thing that you wish you knew as a teen yourself about Israel and the Jewish people that you know now? Very good question. Um I actually Wish I knew more about the, the the connection you have towards also today's Israel. Uh, that all the history that's in this very special country is also a part of my history as a Christian and also part of my future. And uh, just the, the the respect and the the knowledge of that. I really I remember when going in twenty ten, and I remember regretting not reading more like putting my mind uh beforehand into more facts and reading and just understanding more of it before going 
Um, but yeah, just understanding the significance of what the, the country means for Christian. Um, probably the one thing, Very I nice. guess. Okay, thank you. Um, let's move on to what you're doing now. Uh, this is where I'm go- I'm going to get to step back and listen a little bit more and yeah. then prompt you with questions that are, that are going to come up. But I, I know you've been in this space for a while, but maybe you can tell the story. And also because I was j- also just as I was sitting down making some mental notes, so much of what you're doing now was was birthed during or or as a result of the pandemic when it was so such a frustrating period for for all of us and and yet something really great like what you're doing has come out why yeah. don't you tell us uh golly okay so what happened was uh i've been working with uh, creating christian content for youth for many years and i was in a team where we would create especially live events and um for youth clubs to uh, connect to Jesus, really, to connect to the stories, to connect to the Bible, to find different ways of using media, uh, animation, videos, and live shows. So in one of these shows, we were doing a Pesach celebration where we were focusing on, on Easter and on the letters of Hebrew um, and wanted to make the connection to the temple and the temple service uh, and how that affects Christianity today or our, our celebration of Easter. Leave it uh, to my Christian friend in Norway to use a Hebrew name for the for the holiday of Passover for those who don't know that Pesach <laughs> means Passover. But yes. okay. I'll, I'll translate. <laughs> That's good. Anyways, we, we created a 3D model that was just meant to be like an interactive model of um the era Second Temple. Um and we had that all like set up. We were gonna uh, use like put in facts and just like show the the youth in this huge hall and just show them how it's like uh uh set up yeah anyways we uh, that whole show was canceled three weeks before so uh everything changed and we had to like turn around and think what we can do with time and one of my leaders he was instantly going through to uh what joseph says in the bible you meant it for evil but you wanted to make it for something good so he was just like, how can we make this for something good? And uh, this idea about a video game had been in our minds for actually a few years. We knew that this is a this is a medium that is extremely impactful and also something that every kid encounters some way in their lives. And also like adults, I mean, 3 billion people play video games, 130 million people, Christian people in the US play video games. How many? So, 130 million that's that's a third of the United States. Yeah, every of, of the whole the whole country. It's, it's 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 crazy numbers. There's so 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 many people who play games. Almost and and some of course some of the numbers are um, applying to mobile games or, uh, but anyway they they are on the screen and they need to be presented with things in a different way than just using the same medium over and over, like ma- making them pick up the Bible or come to a meeting sure. or listen can be challenging in today's like so we knew that making a bible video game would be something that would probably make an impact or be would be appreciated and so uh when we had the time and resources we just uh right after easter we um started working on the concept so we did easter of 2020 yes easter 2020 so we were three people who started out doing research concept work just like 
dug into everything that we could find out about like what is existing today what is people like and we realized there's actually almost nothing there's hardly any 3d models of jerusalem there's a few there's a few that's made something but there's nothing like that you can dive into and have an experience in 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 that world uh so we worked on it and then we started doing um finding out to have a beta test, like a prototype that we could test on the 5,000 youth that were supposed to be on the live show. Oh, nice. So this, yeah, so this is an international youth group that is, I think they're across 20 countries. Okay. So we could test them on like all kinds of people all Great. over the world. Um, age group 13 to 26-ish. Uh, and in 2022, from February to March to that Easter, where everything finally opened up again, we had uh, had them game three chapters in the in the game uh, before the Easter camp that they had, and then they came and had an experience that was a live show uh, based on those three chapters. And we also used the temple into that, like we reused the whole idea of the first live event that we were going to have. But then they had this experience of playing the games, and it was even even well, better. Let, let me let me have you pause for a minute because as you're yeah. speaking, I'm realizing that I'm generationally challenged. When you talk about games, I'm a bit older than you. I don't have the same technological background. I'm not one of the 130 million Americans who <laughs> who plays games in that definition. I'm thinking more Monopoly and, and baseball and yeah. I don't know what else. Take Let's take a step back for someone who's generationally challenged like me. What What is... What does gaming mean that is involving young people that 130 million Americans just there are so engaged with? Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to games, like video games is taking part of a world on your screen and you play in there and experience things. And it's a, it's a really immersive experience living in that world because you're, you're making, um, conscious decisions you're not just watching a video like you're not just watching a movie watching a movie you're receiving and then you're just like taking in whatever but when you're playing a game you're actively taking part in the storytelling Uh, and by making the bible a video game we believe that it will affect how they uh, learn about the bible and how they learn about the culture and how they learn about the distances and the sizes and the the object, like every like part of how Israel was in that time, mm-hmm. they will learn it and they will understand how it's uh, connected to what they hear Jesus saying or the disciples saying. Or so amazing, this, yeah. So it's going to help so much because they then they actually run around in the game themselves and experience it. And and we also have this function in our game that is called co-play, which is actually like you have a gamer on the screen with a computer, like regular game setup. There's also a lot of non-gamers that would appreciate watching or taking part in this game. So we developed uh, an app on the phone that you can connect to the game and then you can help out solving tasks from your couch. So you're actually uh, playing together, even though you're not like gamers, gamers, you can just connect your phone and then do what, do the stuff that's asked of you in the, on the phone and you participate in achieving a better result or helping the, the player giving them strength or yeah, different kind of things. We're going to provide a link so people wherever they can see a video and, but what? Uh, yes. I, I want to make a comment and then we're going to take a break okay. uh, re- relating to video. 
The comment is you and I are seeing each other as we record this. I'd like to be able to look at people when I'm having a conversation. I can wave my hands like this and say, shh, be quiet for a minute or or just their visual cues, which people in a podcast don't get. But you just did something really extraordinary. Right after I asked you the question, you looked up as if you're imagining yourself in it. You weren't, it was not a, it was not just a rote question, but for a moment you were there in it. And I loved seeing that and I wish everyone could have seen it. So I just wanted to acknowledge it because it's something that's obviously very present. But we're going to take a break now. As remarkable and miraculous as Israel is, and its very existence a testimony to God's faithfulness, in many ways, Israel's like most other countries. Just as there are parents anywhere who have stronger and weaker parenting abilities, and adults become a product of situations in their lives that they cannot control, making their ability to raise and care for their own children even harder, that's true in Israel as well. The Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation is committed and takes the mandate seriously to care for the least of these, our brothers, our children. We're committed to bless and strengthen orphans and at-risk youth to invest in them, to empower them, so that their future will be brighter than their past or their present. But Israel is unique in that there are always threats of war and terror which know no bounds. For children who come from homes that are not safe, Sometimes the very scary reality of living in a community that's not safe is too much to bear. We are committed to turning orphans and at-risk youth into children of promise. We fund a variety of programs to help those most in need as widely as we can. We invite and encourage you to join us today so that we can ensure their brighter tomorrow. Please visit genesis123.co to find out more and to send your love and most generous donation today. Okay, Meta. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm so engaged and, and I saw the promo video. I've seen a couple of the other videos that you've sent. Um, clearly something very good in your case has come from the pandemic. And I love the fact that you're one of your colleagues was specifically uh, reading and alluding to, to Joseph. Um, gaming to me, Mm-hmm. also means the exposure to a lot of very negative things, violence and other things that we don't want our children exposed to. Is what you're doing something in a way to deliberately counteract that? Or are you only, and I'm saying in quotes, just providing great Christian content? Uh, we definitely want to be um, something that parents can trust that their kids play and it's a good thing. We want to, because we don't believe you can take the gaming away from kids, especially like some kids probably take a break from it and find it's not useful for their personal life. It's destructive, everything. But we just want to provide something that's good and clean and nice and educational and also fun at the same time. We don't want to, we don't want to like black paint or I don't know if that's the right uh, way of saying it but we don't don't want to like call everyone else bad and then okay, okay. our stuff out as a good thing but we just want to be where they are we want to be on on the same uh offer them something on the platforms that they are great okay. so so ex- so now here's here's probably the biggest challenge I'll ask you today it's a visual media we're talking in a 
podcast. Explain it. Explain it to somebody who's old like me and maybe has children who who are gaming, but parent doesn't necessarily know about it, or someone in his or her twenties who is just going to listen and get excited. What what is it? What is it involved? You're you're bringing them to first century Jerusalem. Okay, so yeah, so this game is called Gate Zero, which is actually a reference to taking them back to the origin, taking them back to zero, and going uh-huh. through that gate, deleting sort of two thousand years of interpretations and all that stuff we just want to take them back to the origin where they can experience it themselves so you're actually starting out in 2072 so we're taking a step actually into the future first because the world has become even more dystopian and even more uh, and not as so acceptable of christianity and yeah so your grandmother she is very christian and um she dies but before dying she leaves you a riddle because she wants you to discover it for yourself and it's a thing that we believe in also, like you can't preach uh, gospel or uh, uh, revelations to people without them actually seeking or wanting them themselves. Uh, so you, you, she wants you to go and search for it yourself. And um, uh, you are in the future. So obviously you have a time machine. So you travel back in time to Jerusalem. So you're everything that you're doing, like task wise or like, question quests and missions you're doing that in uh in jerusalem in the first century so you go back you start out with the the first uh accounters with the we follow jesus's stories uh chronology 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 (laughs) Chronology, thanks uh and then um and what you do is actually you take part in the world you you gather stuff you can walk around you can gather wet and hyssops and uh and um yeah, olives you can make oils you can uh, wow. you can p- pick apples from the trees and you can go to the stores and you can sell it or buy it you can buy a horse you can get around faster um then you also go to the temple you have help out with the making flour of the of the wet so that you can make them the, um uh, oh got the what? name of it the, the, the offerings the show red yeah the show red Thanks. You make, you help out making the showbread. You help out with the, cause you, you, uh, with the time machine, you have a way of turning into a priest of Levi's. Cool. Cause only, only the priest of Levi's served in the temple, right? Yeah. So they, you do like a genetic, like transition where you actually get to like be a, a priest for a little while so that you can go in there and learn about, uh, uh the, the chambers of the essence, the chambers around the, t- in the temple. Uh, and during all this, that uh, you can actually run around in what we call a semi-open world game, where you can you decide exactly where you want to go yourself. And you run around and you encounter people and you talk to them, but then you get missions that kind of di- um, guides you in certain directions, that tells you where to go, and that you have a certain task that you need to finish. And when you do this, there's also riddles and there's um, cutscenes. And cutscenes is actually uh, films that are played out in the game. So you, uh, for example, if you're on the temple um, and you meet Peter and some of the disciples and suddenly Jesus is there and it plays out the whole scene where he goes in and he flips the tables and he's, uh, and he's telling people that this is a house, for, uh, my father's house is for all nations. Right. And so you experience that as a, as it's playing out. So you just like, you let go of your computer and you just sit and watch it and you, you get that played out. And then you, transition straight back into the game after that that makes you like take part in some controlled things and then 
you, so you, so you can digress, like our conversation. Uh, there's not one particular path of the conversation. You're telling the story, but we can digress and then come back to it. And that's what's happening in the game. The, I, I'm now I'm now going to pick olives and make olive oil, and then I come back to the yeah. story. Yeah, you can you can just run off to the side and do some olives and check and uh, and sell that and talk to some NPCs that we call just like characters that are in the game that are just like doing their stuff. They have some some uh, conversation that you can take part in that is just like side stories. But the main story quest is something that we want to guide them through that is maybe Jesus being baptized or uh, them being out on the Sea of Galilee and there's a storm, like those kind of things we we make them progress in the story as a loop thing. Over what period of time is the story? Jesus' ministry was just a few decades. Yes. So that's actually the, it's those, it's like we have the one 12 years old in the temple and then you jump into year 30 where he starts Ah. his ministry work in Capernaum. And then you're in, you're around the area of Galilee in Capernaum and Nazareth. And uh, yeah, before you go back to, apparently to jerusalem so in bethany and yeah you're all in all these places around jerusalem as well okay so now coming back to generationally challenged jonathan when i think of these games in my generation i'm thinking of winners and losers you know you play a game and there are not all games are like that but but that's what comes to mind and you're talking about i think is there a win how do you win how do you end Um, where do you well uh ending for us is probably it's gonna. Uh, well, it's not a win and lose kind of game, in a way. You can um, you can get points for stuff that you do, and uh, you can have get more points for like you have all these gameplay um, like um, quests going on in the game where you can achieve uh, a number of stars or a number of money or a number of uh, some sort of reward, and those kind of things is kind of like a win in a way. Okay. Uh, but our like main goal is that people actually for themselves. Find interesting in find interest, interesting in what they're experiencing and seeing, and want to read more about it in the Bible. Got it. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Uh, now, in the in the quote that I pulled from you in my introduction, I, I I had wanted to mention this then, and I forgot, and now it just came back. I it's not an insignificant thing to me, as an Orthodox Jew who's in the space of building bridges with Christians that you're talking so much about the temple. Now, I suppose you have to, right? It is first century Judaism and Jesus worshiped in the temple and he preached in the temple. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, but I assume he brought offerings to the temple as well. And so much of the culture and so uh, everything in the culture was focused around the temple. Um, albeit that there had been already a diaspora from the destruction of the first temple. Yeah. But it's, it's both, it's, we know in the Bible, it's prophetic, the temple's going to be destroyed and rebuilt. But for a lot of Christians, that's challenging because, because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. And just speaking about the temple can get a little edgy. How do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, you're, I know it's 2000 years ago, but yeah. is that something that plays out in, in, in the, story now or where you want people to go with it um well we, when you play the game it, it is in Jesus' time so it is with the jews and he hasn't died yet so he hasn't 
uh, opened the way into the temple or okay. into the holy of holies. Like I believe as a Christian that when Jesus died, um, the the veil that was the veil, or yeah, the veil, was, yeah, the veil that was in uh, between the holiest, the holy, and the ho- and the holiest, right. <laughs> That was torn in part, and that means uh, that Jesus gave us access to being with God through Him. So the temple and it's like everything that they did around that, and the, the the holiness of it, and the respect for it, and all the it, it all takes part also in how I, as a Christian, see my relationship to God, because Jesus opened the way so that we could also talk to Him, not just the high priest. Uh, so that's what we believe. So th- therefore, it is also important to understand how the temple service and how the temple was used in that time and why God put such, um, well, I don't want to call it strict, but it was very like set, set rules on how to behave around the temple. Yeah. You know, yeah. very, yeah. very, very <laughs> strict set rule. Absolutely. It governed, yeah. and to a degree, even to the extent that we. We don't have a temple yet, again, but, mm-hmm. but Temple Mount and how we approach the Temple Mount is very, very significant. Um, yeah. You, you just—it's not the first time, and I'm gonna—I'm ha- interested to go back and re-listen to what you said and unpack it. Uh, but it's not the first time that I've learned something about Judaism from a Christian, but that you just expanded on something that was really fascinating, and I and I love that. I hope people will 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 as well. Okay, what what else do we need to know about the game? It's it's active. When what can I can I take my seventeen year old son and show him where to go play now? Oh, we can actually play the demo. We have a demo out, which is a short, short, short version of the game, just to like see how it kind of looks. Uh, this is a pretty old demo right now, but we are uh, coming out with a new demo in just a few weeks. Okay. Maybe not even like maybe next week. We're just w- working on the final great uh, touch of it, which is going to be really nice because people can see more of how it actually will be. Um, and the game itself is going to release next year, the first release. So we had the Kickstarter running uh, in June. And uh, uh, that means we just want to, to also like test the market to see if there's willingness and interest in uh making having us make this game and actually paying for it also because even though we're a non-profit organization we've been funded so far by the BCC media uh, but it's a it's a huge thing thing making a game and um we wanted to test that on the audience and so far we've reached uh we've gotten so 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 much feedback on that and it's been really 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 good we reached our base goal funding in just 79 hours which was Amazing. Uh, very good. Yeah, we were Amazing. super happy about that. And we also get tons of feedback in social media. So we just know that this is something that people really, really want. They want to go back there. Like kids today, they don't have that. They don't have the opportunity to go to Israel, maybe. They don't have the opportunity to, or even the interest maybe to watch documentaries and stuff. And this is just another sure. way of grabbing that attention and then making them fall in love with it. Like, that's what I, I've done. That's what I've done. Happened to me. You fall in love with things that you learn about and you learn the history of it and you realize the significance of things. Wow. Amazing. So where, so I don't forget, because sometimes yeah. since I don't write a script, sometimes I might forget. Where do people reach out to connect and, and learn more and, and have their kids be part of this testing, yeah. the beta? Uh, it's gate zero dot game, gate zero dot game. 
that's okay. the the page for it. So we are uh, um, um, still gonna have some funding going on for the, the game, so that people can so we can reach more, that we can make more, um, and um, yeah, and they can also follow along on the release. We make devlogs on YouTube for on Bible X Games, so all the behind the scenes and explanations uh, on everything that we do, all the research and yeah, anything. Cool. So people can just reach out to us and. We're very much in touch with our community. Great. Yeah. You know, and when we were together in May, you were just telling me that the Kickstarter campaign was coming up and you didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know. I shared when you shared with me how you you exceeded your goal in 79 hours. It's just amazing. I had Kickstarter envy because I, I'm trying to figure out how I can do something. But I want to just say right now that as an American nonprofit, building bridges between Jews and Christians and, and seeing how important it is what you're doing. I want to offer that anyone listening specifically from the U S who wants a U.S. tax deduction should please donate through the Genesis one, two, three foundation and make sure that it's earmarked as gate zero that we know. And it'll be our privilege to pass that along and, and be part partial investors in what you're doing. And I don't want to forget to say that. That's very great. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's very kind. Yeah, it's actually a thing we had. A, I had a conversation with another Christian uh, just this morning, uh, not from my like community at all. And we talked about how just like rooting for each other in when people are making content and making, if it's Christian or religious in any other way, as long as it's a good content that it's needed in this world, just to help each other out and root for each other and help spread the word about it. It's so important. Um, and uh, I'm just so grateful for everyone who's taking part in that for us, and we want to do it for everyone else too. Well, in that case, the, the phrase that came to mind recently and is apropos here is that iron sharpens iron, and um, mm-hmm. and and I and we don't know each other super well, but we had these great certainly meeting enough at the NRB to know that we needed to connect in Orlando, uh, not at NRB at the Christian Media Summit to know that we needed to connect and had this lovely experience together in Orlando. Um, but I am all about win-win and what you're doing it. If, if I didn't, and I, and I don't say that, um, I can't even think of the word, uh, so, I, I don't throw out useless comment, uh, comments or, or, or compliments. If I really didn't think what you're doing was as important as it is, I wouldn't offer to tell people to, to make a donation so we could be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably be just as kind in the introduction and interested. Yeah. But I really am invested and I think it's important and I want to help. And I think the more that we are able to do things like this, um, Jews and Christians specifically together, 